We hear today the parable of the Good Samaritan, and all of the homilies that I have ever heard preached or ever preached myself on this parable always focus on the Good Samaritan, who of course represents Jesus, and the contrast between him and the priest and the Levite as the way that they treat uh, you know, this poor man. But when I was reading through the gospel today, something stood out to me that had never stood out to me before, and that is that Jesus tells this parable in response to a particular question. The, the guy who is speaking with Jesus says to justify himself, and who is my neighbor? Now, it's, that's super obvious, but literally I had never thought about the fact that this parable is in response to that question. And so in some way, the parable has to answer that question, who is my neighbor? So in the parable, the answer to that question must lie in the image of this man, attacked by robbers, left for dead on the side of the road. What is that figure teaching us about who our neighbor is? If we think about that, we see three challenges that Jesus is giving us in this image. We know uh, that the priest and the Levite, as they pass by this man injured on the side of the road, they pass by because they, well, there's first of all a good chance that he's dead, but even if he's not dead, he's covered with blood. And if they were to go over and help him, they would be rendered ceremonially, uh, ritually unclean, which would prevent them from doing their job as a priest or a Levite for a while. So it would be really inconvenient, in other words, for them to help this guy. So who is my neighbor? First of all, the person that is particularly inconvenient for me to help. That, in a specific way, is my neighbor. Not just the person who's uh, maybe on the side of the road with a flat tire, but the person who's on the side of the road with a flat tire when I'm already late. That is, in a particular way, my neighbor. Or, you know, maybe you have a parent or a, 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 a parent-in-law who uh, you're thinking about inviting to live in your home in their older years, and they're really grouchy all the time, right? In a particular way, that is my neighbor. So Jesus challenges that us, first of all, to make a neighbor of those for whom it is not convenient. Second, there is in the Jesus' choice of the priest and the Levite, as the people passing by, there is an implied critique of the religious system of that day that there would be laws in place that would prevent these people from ministering charitably to another. Now, we praise God that in the new covenant, the new law that we have from Jesus Christ and the church, there are no laws on the books, so to speak, that prevent us from ever showing love or compassion to someone in order to do our job. As we believe as Christians, love is always the greatest law. But, but there are plenty of unwritten laws, social conventions, that fulfill the same purpose. So we might think, well, if I uh, were to become friends with this person who is gay, or if I were to uh, reach out to do something kind for this illegal immigrant, what would my friends at church think about me? What would they say about me? If I were to associate with this person at work that nobody likes, or this, uh, this kid on my sports team or in class that nobody likes, what would people think of me? I, I, they wouldn't want to be around me either, right? In a particular way, Jesus is challenging us to see those people 
as my neighbor. If I have to break social convention, if I have to break people's expectations in order to show compassion for someone, that is particularly my neighbor. The third thing that we see in the image of this man uh, beaten by robbers is when Jesus, the Good Samaritan, comes and takes care now of this man, he does it in a specific way. This is a parable, so obviously all the details are very symbolic. He, what does he do? He gives the man, heals the man with wine and oil. That represents the sacraments. He takes the man to an inn where he can recover. That represents the church because, you know, we are pilgrims here on this uh, earth until we can reach our heavenly home. So the church is like the inn where we can stay. He pays for the man's uh, stay with two coins representing the two natures of Jesus Christ as God and man through which he redeems us. So in other words, what Jesus is telling us in this parable is, who is my neighbor? The person that I can help through the church or help by bringing them to the church and to God. See, it's no good to say, well, if I help somebody in a way that allows them to sin or in a way that allows them to remain in sin, be comfortable with their sin, that I'm really being their neighbor. And in fact, if, uh, if someone demands that the only way that they can be helped is to remain in sin, then they are not our neighbor and we cannot really help them. It is only within the church by bringing people to God that we are able to help them for real. But whenever we're able to do that, whenever we're able to bring someone closer to God, closer to the church by our charity, then in a very particular way, that is the person who is our neighbor. So I think these are three challenges that we can see in the image of the man attacked by robbers. When we ask the question, who is my neighbor? In one way, of course, it's everybody. But in a particular way, those for whom it is very inconvenient for us to help. Those that we have to break social expectation or custom in order to help. And those whom we can help by bringing them closer to Christ and the church. That's the challenge that Jesus lays before us today. And as he says in the gospel, go and do likewise. Thank you.